You won't find someone who adores seniors like Katie Chessman does. She fell in love with her elderly patients, their endearing humor, and their incredible stories while serving them as a home health care nurse. Katie quit her job to focus on the Listening Ear Project, a labor of love where she visits with elderly people from all walks of life to film and share their stories, timeless advice, and the occasional bit of humor. Katie is a wife and mom of two, and she is such a sweet soul on a compassion-driven mission of her own to help us all appreciate our elderly community members as she encourages us to offer them a listening ear. I really enjoyed my conversation with Katie, and I'm sure you will too. Let's take a listen. Hi, Katie. Thank you for being on the show today. Uh, We're so happy to share with my listeners all about the awesome work that you do with the Listening Ear Project. But before we get into that, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I'm a mother and a wife. I have two kids. I have a four-year-old girl and then a 19-month-old boy. And I'm a nurse turned videographer, I guess you could say. Awesome. And I'm the creator of the Listening Ear Project, where I film and interview senior citizens to document their life. So cool. So cool. And I can't wait to talk more about that. Can you give us a little backstory as to what led you to create the Listening Ear Project? And what is it that you you want to accomplish with your work? I've always had a love for seniors. Like from the time I was a little girl, I just feel like I connected to that generation and I had a good relationship with my grandpa. And my very first job was in an assisted living center. And I served food to the residents and just loved the atmosphere. And then I decided to go to nursing school. My husband and I had been married about a year. And I was in nursing school and we moved in with my grandpa, who had dementia, and we took care of him. And I just saw the ugliness of that disease. And and then I finally graduated from nursing school and I worked as a nurse in an assisted living facility and then a rehab center. And then I did home health where I would just go from home to home, you know, visit my patients. I was just fascinated with the stories they would tell me. And I was, I was like, someone needs to document this. Like what these people have gone through is, is mind blowing. And I've always loved videography. So I just picked up my camera one day and started filming. I filmed a couple of my patients. Yeah, that's kind of how it started. But what really like lit the fire in me was just seeing my grandpa and just realizing that it was too late, you know, to document his story and film him and with his personality and his stories and memories. And then when I was working as a nurse, it was just amazing to see how people would light up when I would listen to them. You know, as a nurse, you're just so busy rushing from patient to patient. And oftentimes you don't have time to sit and, you know, listen to stories, but I kind of made it a a point to just take that extra time to listen to them. And it was like, they were almost healing. Like I could see a physical change in them when I would just stop and listen to them, whether they were like complaining or just telling me a story or telling me about their grandkids. So just the power of listening and the importance of documenting with my grandpa and then just kind of being an advocate for this generation, you know, oftentimes they are kind of brushed under the rug a little bit and aren't, you know, as valued in our society. And so I just wanted to be an advocate for them. So those are kind of like my main reasons behind the project. So cool. It's just, I love that it comes from a personal space of, you know, your experience with your grandfather, but also your experience with these patients. And it's so beautiful how you say, that you saw them healing, you saw a change in them, because 
as I was watching your videos, that's exactly what you feel when you're watching them is you can see how validated they feel in whatever it is that they're talking about, the experience just in sharing it with you. Yeah. And I know that you, as you said, this is a generation that oftentimes is forgotten. And I love how you encourage those of us who are of younger generations to take notice of all that and pay attention to what we can learn from them. How important and necessary do you think it is for this generation to be seen and heard? I feel like it's crucial. And I feel like we don't have a lot of time left. You know, I read this statistic that said by the year 2036, we won't have any World War II veterans left. And that's so soon, you know, and pretty soon those stories won't be firsthand. And I just feel like we live in such a different age than they did. Like our world is completely different. And I feel like especially teenagers can learn so much from what these people have gone through. And just to hear their stories, you know, from being in the war and not having food or, you know, the life without electricity, I just think would be really humbling and really important for them to learn. Absolutely. All of us. us. That's I mean, I would say that in watching your videos, all of us can learn something that you didn't even know you needed to learn from the wisdom of these people and the humor. There's just so much sweetness and humor. You know, of course, they've got wise words, but I also think we can learn how to lighten up a little bit (laughs) by watching their perspective on life after this many years lived. You know, you can, I would say that's a theme through a lot of your videos is you just see how they're like taking life and themselves less seriously in a good way, you know? Yeah, I love it. In a way that's important for all of us to see as an example. So I would say it's so evident watching your videos that you're very passionate about your work. What would you say is it that drives your passion the most for this work? I think the biggest thing is just seeing these people in such a vulnerable state, like being with this person who's typically a stranger and they're just opening up their heart to me and their life and telling me some of like the most difficult things that they've been through. I'm just like, I need to share this. Like people need to hear how amazing this person is and see how strong they are. And like, I don't know, I can't really describe the feeling, but it's magical just to connect on that deep level. And then it, I just have this response, like feel this responsibility to share that with others. And then just kind of fighting the stigma and being like, hey, like this person is so incredible. And they were once, you know, the young father and the important, you know, political person. And, you know, I feel like sometimes in our society, their value kind of fades with their age. And I want to show people like they're just like us, right? They're not Mm -hmm. just old and they still have so much value. And and so I just want to bring that to light. That's amazing. Gives me the chills as you were saying that, because again, it's like, I I can't stop saying how much you feel it in your videos. You just, I can tell that that's exactly what you want is you want to have us feel what you're feeling in that moment. And it's powerful that you're able to do that. And just to maybe step back a little bit and explain to people what it is that you offer exactly. So you're, you're creating documentary pieces, but for who and in what context? Yeah. So when I first started out, it was just my hobby. I loved it. And so I would just film and just gather stories and share them. And now that I have two little kids, you know how time consuming editing is, right? Oh yes. So, (laughs) so now I'm thankful that it's a business where families will hire me to document their loved one, whether it's their parent or grandparents. And I have a couple different packages that I offer. So 
it's just helping people preserve their loved one's life, basically. And then I get to do what I love. So it's like a win-win. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And I think that that's, um, it's just such a cool idea, too, for families that it's something that you wouldn't necessarily think of or you don't have access to. Or you think that you don't have access to because who in your family either has the time or the talent to sit and really correctly interview them. But what a treasure that is for families for years to come. And they probably get a totally different respect, level of respect for their loved one, getting to see maybe all of these stories that they never even heard. Oh, yeah. So many people are like, I didn't know that. I didn't know. And for some reason, I don't know if it's because there isn't the closeness to the person, but for some reason, people are really comfortable opening up to me. And and I don't know if it would be able to be that vulnerable with a close family member. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I think that that's probably a major element in what you're able to uh, capture is because people may be more guarded with loved ones about those things that are so special to them, but or the things that were hard. Exactly. Even more so. But how beautiful it is that that kind of brings the family together and they're able to see that and experience together. I just think it's so cool. In speaking of that, the harder times, you know, you're not just talking to people about all their wonderful memories and all the good things in life. You're also talking about the challenging times that they went through, sometimes the devastating times that they went through in their life. And I wonder, is that hard for you sometimes to sit there and, and witness it? Yeah. In fact, I'm like <laughs> literally getting emotional right now because I'm just like thinking about all the people, you know? Yeah. It's very difficult. I'm a very sensitive person. I'm talking like, I can't watch CSI or Stranger Things. Oh or gosh. I am the same <laughs> way. Oh, so crazy. I just had this conversation with a family member. I was like, no, literally I can't just close my eyes and pretend no. I'm not seeing it. No. I can't watch those shows at all. No. Because it like, like it, hurts my yeah, heart. I'm like, I have to be selective. My husband is like, <laughs> if I have to watch The Office one more time, I'm like, it's the only thing. It's the only thing I can handle. Because <laughs> I'm just so sensitive. But I've realized that it's actually a gift. I realize that's like why I'm able to do what I do. Because I do feel so much, you know. And oftentimes it stays with me after the interview. But it also like changes me and like helps me grow in just this amazing way. So I'm grateful for it. Although sometimes I'm like, okay, can I just feel a little less? It's hard to detach from it after the fact. I mean, I can relate to that too. And some of the interviews that I've done with, you know, I interview people who are dealing with chronic illness, uh, some of them facing very, you know, life-threatening, difficult circumstances. And I agree. I found that compassion, I say like compassion is my superpower. It's the one thing that I feel like really allows me to connect to people Um, And I'm so grateful for it. But the flip side of it is that you open yourself up so much to people to be there for them in that moment when you're taking on their story. It's kind of hard to process it and let it go. Like you bring it in close to your heart and then it's like, oh, gosh, now I'm feeling all this. And now I have to kind of like come down out of this. It's hard to do. So that's really why I was asking you because I picture myself in your position. I'm like, that's got to be hard. Yeah, it is. I interview them about their entire life most of the time, right? So then I get to hear the good things and the beautiful moments, and I try to end on on that note. But yeah, yeah you're, I, you're getting to see I, the fuller I, picture. I see the bigger picture, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what are some of the most valuable bits of wisdom that you've been able to gather from some of the subjects that you've filmed? I think the biggest thing is just you know, they're at the end of their life, and they know what is most important, right? And so they've taught me just 
how important relationships are because at the end of the day, at the end of your life, it's not the money, it's not your job promotions, it's not even this business or passion project that you create. It really is about your relationships. And it's taught me a lot about, you know, I've been able to apply that to my life because I get caught up in the hustle myself. And even though I love this so much, I'm like, hey, I have a husband, I have children, like, take what you learn from these people and apply it to your life. So I would say definitely just cherishing and nurturing my relationships. I interviewed a woman named Donna and she came from a really, really horrific childhood. Her parents would often leave her like weeks at a time and would just leave her to raise her younger siblings. She was like, I don't know, young. I want to say like 10, 10 or 11. And she kept hiding from, you know, the government who would try and come and put them into foster care, but she would try and feed her siblings. All they had was like peanut butter and they'd go steal coal from the neighbors and try to keep warm. And the most mind blowing thing was at the end of the interview, I was like, so do you have like resentment toward your parents, you know? And, and she was like, no, not at all. They were just trying the best they could. They, you know, they're the people I want to see after this life. And I was just like, wow, jaw on the floor. Like if that isn't forgiveness, you know, it was like, I was like, I was looking at a literal angel. She was just had zero resentment. Yeah, it was incredible. And just every time I want to be angry at someone, I think of Donna. Yeah. Uh, that makes me tear up just you. hearing that. Yeah. Like, she, what a gift um, she is now to be able to share that with people too. Yeah, it's exactly. just amazing. And then another one that comes to mind is Farmer Grant. He started running at the age of 67 and I interviewed him when he was 86 and he was still running. Like I'm talking marathons. And I watched some of his video and I was like, I cannot believe. I thought when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, this guy like walks. He must be like yeah. a competitive walker. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't believe he runs. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to come with you to your 50 mile race. I'm going to film it. And it was just so inspiring to see him just fighting in his strong older body fighting in this rain freezing cold rain and he had some heart issues in fact he just had heart surgery because of all of this but yeah just to see him go 27 miles and it just taught me a lot about endurance even even as silly as it is like when I'm exercising or like just going through something hard I'm like farmer grant farmer grant like just picturing him just fighting through that rain and he taught me a lot about what your body can do if you put your mind to it And he's just so inspiring. So that's another one that comes to mind. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing them with us. I mean, I think that's the goodness that you're able to balance of the hard stuff that you take on. Like, I would imagine all the the lessons that you learn in taking that in. And it's so cool that you then share that with everybody else in your videos, too. You know, that comes through. So through this podcast, my hope is to facilitate an ongoing conversation with listeners and guests about how we can all commit to making the world a better place in our own unique ways through acts of goodness. So I'm wondering if you could speak to that, you know, how you feel about that personally and maybe how it applies to your inspiration for your work. It's pretty interesting to see the change that I see in people when I show up at the door with my camera and my stuff and the change that happens toward the end of the interview is just incredible 
and very interesting for me to see actually, because when I show up, usually their demeanor is a little guarded. They're not very excited. They're like, why does someone want to listen to me? Why are my kids making me do this? Why? I'm not special. My story's not special, you know? And then by the end of the interview, it's like this very visible change and they're, they're like just bright and light and excited and they feel, I don't know, it's like they're reliving their past and they feel important and like they matter, like someone is listening to them and it's just pretty incredible to see the change. And so I feel like as a community, I think it's just important to listen to people and give them that space and see that change in people. I feel like if we all did that, if we all just listened and took the time to hear someone else's story, we could learn from each other, learn these important lessons, and then just make people feel like they matter and how how much better our society would be if we all For did sure. that. And I think that you'd see that everybody was walking around a little lighter too, because yeah. like you said, it's after you're able to be seen and heard in that way and get things off your chest, then, then you are able to walk around a little lighter. And yeah. it's really fascinating to me to hear you say this stuff too, because of my own experience with the documentary films with the patients that we film with. Same thing. We come in and usually the patient and their family can be very guarded and you understand why, you know, it's like somebody's about to put me on camera with talking about something that's so vulnerable to me, um, sometimes very painful and difficult to talk about. And oftentimes my crew and I spend a few days with these patients. So it's really interesting to see from the first day we get there to the day that we leave and always, no matter what, who we're dealing with by the end, their family and my crew, we are like family by the time it's over. Like everyone has bonded and everyone is just like, has this exuberant spirit about them. And I think that's a part of what I'm trying to do here with Be The Good too, is let's talk about the stuff that matters to us. Let's talk about what we're passionate about and why we're passionate about it. And when you share that, it maybe also opens up something in somebody else that makes them start to think about like, oh, well, what am I passionate about? And how can I make the world a better place? Just I personally think we're going to make the world a better place by connecting to what we're passionate about, no matter what it is. You know, you can be passionate about whatever your job is and or being home with your kids or anything. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to have like a grand some grand gesture of sacrificing your whole life to help other people or something like that. It's these yeah. small intentions. And I love what you said, just listening to each other. Yeah. Just- and it's a win-win, right? Like yeah. I leave like, oh my gosh, I learned so much. I was able to like serve this person and they leave like, oh, someone, someone was willing to hear me out and listen to my story. So it really is like the best feeling when you leave, you know? For sure. And I think you hit the nail on the head there saying you're serving them. You are. It's a service to them to just show up and listen and be open to everything that they want to tell you. So I want people who are listening today, I want to encourage them to watch your videos and to follow along with your project, because I feel like this is a really important conversation that you've sparked and a community need that you've so beautifully shed light on. So taking care of our elderly, I mean, it's This is something that's really important, not just for them. It's important for us, too. So I think that we all need to kind of open up to that and connect to what you're doing. So where can we find your videos? How can we follow along? Um, What's the best way for people to access your work? Yeah, so I am on mostly 
active on Instagram, a little bit on Facebook, and I'm under the handle at the Listening Ear Project. And then I have a hashtag in my bio, and it's TLEP Interview. And if you click on that, you'll see several, probably 100 now, <laughs> clips of the interviews. And you can always share those in your stories or or just share my feed in your stories or whatever. However you feel like you'd share it. I just feel like it would spread so much awareness and be able to just spread these stories further and inspire more people. I would sure. love it. Awesome. Love I'm going to encourage that as much as possible with our listeners. And you have a website also, right? Do you have? So it's just www.thelisteningearproject.com. Okay. And cool. I'll share, typically I'll share the full video interviews on there and I have my packages if people are interested in that. And yeah. Yeah. So can- that's awesome. So everybody can find everything they need to know. Well, Katie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us. I was so excited to talk to you. (laughs) And I'm even more excited for people to get to experience your videos and your work because it's really special. Just flattered. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode of the Be The Good podcast, please like, comment, and share. You can find more episodes on Apple Podcasts or your favorite Google Play app. And be sure to follow me on Instagram for daily inspiration at be.thegood. Thanks for listening, and until next time, remember that we can all find our own way to be the good.